Another year is almost done. Another year is coming up. What does it hold in store for terrorism? Let's have a look. Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threatened Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits. I'd like to take the opportunity to thank everyone who has subscribed to my channel over the years, who provides me with feedback and encouragement, and when necessary, corrects the errors that I make. And I want to make you a little bit of an offering. I want to give you a bit of an insight, if I can use that word, into what I think is going to be important in 2021, which is, as I speak, less than 10 days away. Proviso. I do not have a crystal ball. I am not a big believer in a future forecasting. I don't have any superpowers. But given what I do on a daily basis, which is look at terrorism trends around the world, I do a lot of reading, as I shared with you a couple of podcasts ago. I think about this stuff an awful lot. And I did spend more than 30 years in the business. Here are my ideas and my thoughts about what's going to be of importance in, in 2021. We just saw the latest Global Terrorism Index report came out for 2020. Actually a reflection of what happened in 2019, not 2020. It takes a whole year to do the analysis uh, at the center, the Institute for Economics and Peace. And we saw that terrorism deaths had actually fallen again for the fourth year in a row uh, since 2014, 2015, when there were upwards of 16,000, 17,000 deaths from terrorism. And this year, I believe the number was just shy of 14,000. Fewer deaths from terrorism is indeed a good thing. It hasn't disappeared. And in all honesty, it'll never disappear. So what can we expect in 2021? Just a couple of ideas moving around the world from east to west, no, no particular order. Here are some things that I think are going to register a fair bit uh, in the year that's to come. Let's start in, in Southeast Asia, primarily in Indonesia, where they've been faced a, with a jihadi threat for the better part of several decades. And a, a worrisome development in the, Latin, the very late stages of 2020 was the return of Riziak Shahab, who is a, essentially a jihadist or Islamic fundamentalist scholar to the country after his so-called exile in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> exile in Saudi Arabia, like those guys are the moderates of the Islamic world. It's been attracting huge crowds in Indonesia since his return, uh, which are, are worrisome from a COVID-19 perspective, but also the fact that he is seen as a hero. He is seen as a mentor. He is seen as somebody whose message is going to be listened to. And at a minimum, his message is very, very hateful and intolerant towards anything he doesn't like. And I would wager that, in fact, it may inspire other jihadist groups in Indonesia and in the, in the surrounding area in 2021. Moving westward, we come to Afghanistan. <laughs> what good is there to say about Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah, you've all heard about the peace talks that the United States is leading between the Taliban and the United States and the Afghan government in Doha, Qatar. You know that the Trump administration wanted to reduce its forces in Afghanistan and, and probably will do so in 2021 depending on what President Joe Biden has to say about it. Bottom line is, is that the Taliban have been carrying out terrorist attacks on a daily basis in that country for years. Despite the so-called peace talks, there is no decline in deaths, at least not in 2020. I haven't seen the statistics yet, but based on my daily scanning of the news, there are several dead every single day of the year in Afghanistan. Expect the trend to continue. More average Afghans will die and if the U.S. does withdraw all of its troops from that country and the Taliban takes over, which it will do because it's much, much stronger than the Afghan government, expect a terrorist movement to run that country. Moving on to India and Pakistan. This year, the Indian government 
essentially cracked down on the situation in Kashmir, essentially absorbed Kashmir uh, into India proper. Of course, this is an area that's been under dispute since partition way back in 1947. And the both sides have accused each other of acts of terrorism on their soil. The Pakistanis are accusing the Indians, Indian Army and Indian intelligence of, of supporting terrorism in Pakistan. And of course, the Indians have a very strong case to make against the Pakistanis. Go back to the 2008 Mumbai attack that killed hundreds. So Pakistan does sponsor terrorist groups in India, and the Pakistanis leverage the same accusations against the Indian government. What's going to happen in 2021? More of the same. More accusations and probably more acts of terrorism on both sides of the ledger. Moving on to Iraq and Syria. I got bad news for you folks. Islamic State is not dead. In a Mark Twainian kind of way, rumors of its death have been greatly exaggerated. Islamic State is carrying out attacks on at least a weekly basis, if not more often, in both countries. Expect that to continue in 2021. And again, if foreign troops do withdraw, and I'm not saying that they should not withdraw because foreign troop presence is often a harbinger and a, is a, a, a something that supports and encourages terrorism, Islamic State and its various affiliates and friends and other jihadist groups in the area will simply have more room and more time to operate in that area of the world. Which brings me to Africa. There are at least four different areas that really cause me concern for 2021. Uh, first and foremost is Mozambique. We've heard a lot about the rise of jihadist terrorism in, in southeast, southeastern Africa, an area that was not historically associated with, with terrorism. We're seeing attacks on a weekly basis with hundreds of deaths and hundreds of thousands of displacements. We are now seeing terrorist groups in Mozambique, which are affiliated with Islamic State, its so-called Central African province, carry out attacks in Tanzania and possibly in the Democratic Republic of Congo as well. Watch this space. Moving north into Somalia, uh, the only good news, I suppose, if there is good news, is that the Islamic State affiliate, which is very, very small in Somalia, has declared war against al-Shabaab, which is aligned with al-Qaeda. Anytime terrorists are killing terrorists, that's a good thing. But expect more terrorism to take place in Somalia, primarily from al-Shabaab, which is a very, very resilient group. It's been around for the better part of 15 years and does not seem to be one that's going to disappear anytime soon. There's also rumors about Perhaps the African Union mission, Amazon, uh, um, withdrawing troops. The Americans want to get out of Somalia. It leaves more space for al-Shabaab. Sticking with the Horn of Africa, situation in Ethiopia, whereby the Ethiopian government has launched essentially a civil war against the people up in Tigray, the northern province. Uh, terrorism has been part of the Ethiopia's past. And the fact that the Ethiopian army has engaged in what are probably crimes against humanity, against the people of Tigray, expect the groups such as the Tigray People's Liberation Front or other groups to carry out terrorism in retribution for what the Ethiopian army has done. Moving on to the Sahel, that greater area sort of between the south of the Sahara and Central Africa. Where do I start? Mali, Niger, Central African Republic, Chad. The area is an absolute disaster. There are both Islamic State groups and Al-Qaeda groups fighting in the area. We have, uh, of course, a French foreign presence we have an American presence running drone and airstrikes in, into that particular part of Africa. But I have no confidence that we're going to see a decrease in violence from jihadi groups in what is already a very, very poor, a very unstable and very poorly governed part of the planet. I expect more deaths and destruction in 2021. And uh, finally, looking at uh, West Africa, Nigeria. I haven't seen it yet, but every year I get a Christmas message from pre from the Nigerian president saying Boko Haram is a, is is enjoying its last gasps, its its last days on the planet. 
And every Christmas, Boko Haram carries out more and more terrorist attacks. Most recently, the abduction of some 300 schoolboys in a part of the country where it was not active in the Northwest. Apparently, those boys have been rescued, although I'm getting reports on both sides of the ledger. Expect 2021 to see more Boko Haram violence, more Boko Haram terrorists, not just in Nigeria, but in neighboring Chad, Cameroon, and recently they've been moving westward in, into, into Benin. Which brings me to a more generic prediction for 2021. We've heard an awful lot about right-wing extremism, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, white nationalists, etc., and how they are the scourge of the present and future in the Western world. We don't have the stats for 2020, as, as, I've, as I've told you, but I'd be very surprised if when we do the number crunching, we don't find the exact same situation for 2020 as we did for 2019 and 2018 and 2017, i.e. 99% of all terrorist attacks around the world, including the West, have been carried out by jihadis, not the far right. So will the far right be the year of the right-wing extremism? Will the aftermath of the Trump administration and his nudge-nudge, wink-wink for uh, those groups part translate into more action, more terrorism? I don't know. So far, the right-wing extremism has been the dog that hasn't barked. Well, again, it remains to be seen. I'm skeptical we're going to see any grand-scale attacks by the far right. But as I said, I don't have a crystal ball. Overall, I hate to tell you this, but 2021 will see more terrorism in more countries around the world as groups begin to seek retribution for historic wrongs or, or for current wrongs. I should also add, as I predicted a few weeks ago, that in the aftermath of the situation in Nagorno-Karabakh, which was a disputed area between Armenia and Azerbaijan, which the Azeri army has retaken after almost 25 years with the help of the Turkish army, expect more Armenian terrorism fighting against Turkey, holding Turkey accountable for its support of Azerbaijan. We here in Canada have a sorry history of Armenian attacks against Turkish diplomatic institutions dating back through the 1980s. And I'd be very surprised if you don't see more Armenian terrorism in 2021. Then again, I may come at you 365 days from now and say I was completely wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. But I think that, you know, we as far as terrorism is concerned, there are far too many movements out there with far too many causes. And unfortunately, the world is not seeing the end of terrorism anytime soon. We'll see if my predictions are anything close to being accurate a year from now. Anyhow, that's what I think. What do you think? What do you think will be the hotspots in 2021? you think we'll see a decrease in terrorism as the global terrorism index is indicated for the past five years? Drop me a line. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You will find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. If you like the content and want to get more of it, please subscribe. Go to my website, borealisrisk.threatrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your email address. You'll get a free daily digest of all the material first thing in the morning. I'd love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.